Hi, this is the Grieving with Gratitude podcast, and I'm your host, Conway, a spiritual psychologist. I suddenly lost my dad, and it propelled me to radically change my life. I went from a broke, burnt-out entrepreneur that was dependent on drugs and partying to a life of peace, abundance, and gratitude, making over six figures in traveling the world. My goal is to help you to heal your trauma and through the process, become the healthiest and highest version of yourself. I believe you are here to live a life of abundance and not be a victim to your current life. Are you ready to take back your power and start to create the life you want? Welcome to the Breathing with Gratitude podcast. I get to have one of my really good girlfriends right after yoga. Yes. I get to interview her about everything embodiment and being a female and just loving on yourself. And we're just going to, you know, chat and drink some kombucha. That's right. Okay, so Megs, let's go over, let's just talk about Catch Everyone Up. Like, what is it that you do? Sure. So I'm the owner of a photography company, and in that process, started coaching people about photography and started doing boudoir. And then within that, realized there's this huge space I wanted to move into with female empowerment and female embodiment, because I think that women have so much pressure on themselves, and we tend to not take care of ourselves. Like mind, body, soul take care of ourselves. A lot of us take care of our bodies, our nails, our hair, but not really our souls and our hearts. I think a lot of times they get overlooked in our man world that we live in. So I'm developing this company to basically teach and educate women how to bring those things together. And the company is Nectar Embodied, so you can find it on Instagram. And so Megs has actually shot me, which is like so fun. So fun. And it's been, and I mean, we do life together. I do your hair. We have really deep conversations. We go to yoga. We do walks. And we all, and what's even crazier is we met during COVID. We met during COVID on Instagram. But (laughs) even weirder than that is how we met via Instagram during COVID was because I don't know what it was. I think you had matched with someone. I matched with one of your friends, and then I met, and so then he and I on were, like Hinge or something. Yeah, and then he and I were chatting on Instagram, and then I think he had a post with you or something, and so then you saw that I commented on your post, and then you you DM'd me. I'm very uh, honestly, yeah. you're describing me as being super creepy, but I am. <laughs> I definitely, no, I am a. I'm like, oh, who's this? And then I liked what you how you like worked and then I reached out to you and I was like yeah. hey would you want to do a trade for hair and for photos because yeah, you saw my sad COVID hair <laughs> yeah well and I was just sad in general because I mean COVID like really COVID was sucked. depressing it was so depressing I think we met at the end of 2020 maybe in the middle toward the end I yeah. remember and then because things were kind of opening up in California but they yeah. were definitely you definitely found a different track tribe in California at that time. Yeah, man. It's like you're one way or the other. There's nothing in the middle around here. Yeah, it was very polarizing. Very polarizing. So yeah, then we met up and I did I did your photo shoot first. Yeah, it was like a blind date. It basically. was like a blind date. And then we liked each other so much we went to ARC and went to have Yeah, dinner we had afterwards. dinner and it was so fun and then we got to talk more. And honestly she's an amazing photographer. I mean I work oh, with a you. lot of photographers and like you're someone that makes me really comfortable. So when you got into boudoir, I was so excited, and I knew that boudoir is, like, totally different. It's, like, different way of posing people than, like, a wedding photographer or, like, family portraits and stuff. Like, it's so different, and then you have to, like, I mean, it must be so hard because you have to make people feel really comfortable, so. You do. That was one of the biggest challenges, I'd say, transitioning from one to the other, because it's very different from weddings and families, which is primarily what I shot. 
for the last 20 years. Um, and so it's just, it's wild because, and I don't, I don't think I fully understood it until I had to do my own boudoir session because I was like, okay, I, this isn't fair. I need to understand what it's like to be on the other side of the lens. And so then when I did that, I had a new level of empathy and compassion and understanding. And I was like, wow, this is hella awkward right now. <laughs> like, I'm even a photographer and I'm, and I'm pretty confident in my body, but just being naked in front of a camera is completely different. And so, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I make it fun. It's an experience. It's like, boo, champagne and strawberries and snacks and pump you up music. And I'm like your hype girl. And I, you know me, I'm just funny and weird and a giant dork just to get people comfortable. So I'm like, I, I, I think that's one of the amazing things about women and about this company too that I'm trying to build is that when we as women like shut off our own layers and just become more of ourselves, I think it gives another person permission to do the same thing. And it's yeah. like this massive rippling effect that when you meet someone that's authentic and genuine and working on her shit, it almost subconsciously gives you permission to do so. Yeah. And so that's what I try and bring in. That's the energy I try and bring into every boudoir session is like, look, we're all human, but we're fucking kick ass and let's just like do this thing together and have a good time. And then I promise you, you're going to love your images. And then what was the thing that really impacted you in wanting to create Nectar and Body? Because obviously jumping from doing family portraits and weddings, but was like, what was like the thing where you're like, I really want to do this? The jumping off point? Well, first of all, I used to partner with somebody in the wedding industry and she moved into boudoir and I was like, I'm never going to do that. I have zero interest. I did her, I helped do her promo videos for it and was like, nothing about this interests me. And so I just found it very funny because kind of like never say never. So for me, it was, I got divorced five years ago and I've been on this whole journey of really rediscovering myself. I think I lost myself in a lot of that relationship and just... I think a lot of people do, especially... A lot of people do, especially when they get married young. Mm -hmm. And then I just had, I had four babies in seven years. So I had babies back to back and that alone can, you know, if you're not careful, you lose yourself in that too. So I think this whole process of figuring out who I am, what do I like, what do I want, what do I need, what do I feel, um, just created this massive desire for me to embody all of that and be who I really am to the fullest and stop freaking caring what anybody thought about me and then to bring that to other women. And so then basically I had some women that I was going to shoot their weddings be like, do you do boudoir? And I kept saying no, no, no. And then finally, randomly, one of my friends was like, why don't you just try it? Everyone's asking you. So I was like, huh, okay, sure, why not? Just start trying it, you know? And then I just fell in love with it immediately. Do you feel like it was like the resonance with like someone, you know how they sometimes say like when someone at, says something to you three times, you're like, okay, I get it. I get <laughs> yeah. it. This is yeah. how I'm supposed Third to show up in the, in the world. And you'll just figure out how to make it work. Yeah, I think that. That is very true. And I think also I've been very humbled with some of the things I've said I would never do or the things that I've ended up falling in love with or wanting to explore and try. So I don't say that anymore. You know, it's like never say never because life is meant to be lived. And, you know, sometimes it's just fun to just take a 180 or a 90 degree turn and just do something completely different. So you're in the yes land saying yes. Yeah, that was kind of my motto actually coming out of COVID was like, yes, yes, more, more. Like, of all the good stuff, the juicy goodness, the good nectar of life. Like, yes, give me more of that. 
And so what other things, because there's obvious, I feel like with you and the boudoir, like you have obviously different aesthetic because there's a lot of boudoir that like is very like. It's porny. Yeah. It's a little, and which is fine in itself, but like, I feel like that is like a big jump for someone that doesn't take pictures to be like, let me spread my (laughs) cheeks and bend over. Totally. You know, like. And even though that is sexy, but like for a normal like mom to yes. be like, okay, you're really uncomfortable taking family <laughs> portraits. Let's get you down to your bedroom. underwear and bend over. Right. You know? I mean, everyone has a different comfort level, which I think is really fun. So we do a questionnaire for our clients when they first come in to see kind of what they're looking for to kind of push on those boundaries and see like what they're willing to do and not. And half the time people change their mind in the middle of a session anyway, which is completely fun and fine. But I mean, for example, I had a client recently come in, mother of two, adorable, very curvy body, and she just was like, okay, look, I want my white tank top with, like, hot side boob nipple action, and I'm just going to, like, ride up my jean shorts, and that's my comfort level, and that's what we stayed with, and it was super fun, and they're they're sexy, and they're hot, and I'm like, yeah, she's she was feeling herself, and then after after that, she actually cried when she looked at the images with me in our viewing session and was like... I've never felt so beautiful in my life. Oh, I love that. And that to me is everything. Like she was like, Megan, you found your calling. And I was like, Oh, I'm getting like tingles. Like, I I had tears in my eyes because I'm like, to be able to do that for another woman is everything to me. Like, honestly, I do it for free. I mean, I can't because I live in California. And charge what you're worth. (laughs) Yeah, and charge what you're worth. Yeah, that's a different conversation. But I mean, to me, that's everything. That's, I didn't have that experience with a wedding. Yeah. I think everything about a wedding is about the bride and the couple, and it's just a completely different vibe. And then families are about families, and it tends to more be about the children. But when you shoot boudoir, it's just all the woman. Yeah. And it's her in all of her glory, whether she's fully clothed or naked under the sheets or, you know, basically doing OnlyFans stuff. Like, it, anything in between. It's yeah. just, I think women are, like, the crown of creation, and I think we are, like, the most beautiful thing on the planet. And so... To be able to celebrate that for a woman to the point that she cries is super cool to me. That's amazing. And you know what's, like, really, I think is, like, really cool about boudoir? Because I've done makeup for a lot of people for their shoots. And they literally are just, like, I've had moms where they're, like, I'm doing this photo shoot. I'm in the best shape. You know, like, they make a point of, like, I'm going to be in the best shape. I'm going to do a photo shoot. And I'm, like, well, what are you going to do with the images? They're, like, I just want them for myself. (sighs) Like, to just have that for, like, that is your moment. You don't have to do anything with these, like, wedding photos. You're like, okay, i got to put it in a frame and, like, put it up. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing wrong with doing that for yourself as well. I think that's, like, a really bold move for a woman to be like, I'm going to make this into a fucking poster. (laughs) Like, that would be dope. Like, that's ultimately, like. I've had them do it. Yeah. And they hang it, like, in their dressing area in their closet. Which is so cute. so cool. But there's just, like, that empowerment to be like, this is just for me. Yeah. Like, it's only for me. And even if you don't want to show it to anyone else, you just know this is mine. You just know that you did it. Yeah. And that's how I feel about mine is, like, I push myself to do it. I'll hold on to those forever. I have them in a little glass box. And, you know, I just think it's super rad. What do you kind of find or, like, when you started going into this and now that you've worked with more and more women, what are kind of, like, the biggest struggles and hang-ups you've kind of found within, like, you can kind of say, like, within society for women. Like, yeah. Because this is, like, such an intimate, vulnerable thing for a lot of us. Like, what are you finding are some of the biggest hang-ups for women well, or people struggle with? Let's be real. Being a woman is an, a vulnerable thing. Yeah. Like, just in our society, I feel like that's the biggest thing I run into is fear. So I think there's two kinds of fear 
that I feel in myself and that I find in my clients is, one, that a woman's going to be too much. Like, I'm too much. I'm too loud. I'm too this. I'm too that. I mean, we're always being criticized as women. Why are you talking that way? Why are you eating that way? You know, do, do less, do more, do this new diet, whatever. It's so exhausting. And so there's the I'm not enough piece. And then I think even crazier than that, there's this fear of, like, owning our power and mm-hmm. actually being as powerful as we can possibly be. And I think that's what I've learned that I was actually truly afraid of. At first, I thought it was that I wasn't enough. Then I realized, like, no, I'm actually really fucking powerful. And I think that actually scares me more because then I'm able to go create all these things when I'm held accountable to it. And so when I'm photographing women, they tend to start out being like, oh, is this too much or is this too much or, you know, am I moving the right way? And then by the end of it, they're just within three hours, dude, after they've got their hair and makeup done and a couple of mimosas and they're just like, see, because I'll show them the images in the middle of the session and be like, dude, look how hot you are. Like you're owning this. You're doing so good. And it does, it lights them up. And then by the end of it, they're like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fucking kick ass today. They're like, I'm going to go just whatever they're going to do. Go work, go be with my kids, go date my husband, go date my boyfriend, just whatever, man. They just light up. And I think it's that piece that we do. We're we're afraid of being too much or not enough. And there's this, it's just everywhere you look, I feel like, in society and diet culture and social media. And I want to just rip that apart and throw it in the trash and just be like, no, just be who you are, just own it, just light up the room, do whatever you want to do. As you've been on this like journey of, you know, empowering women, doing nectar and body, like how has it shifted your own views and your own like practices through like daily practices, showing up as a mom, like in relationships, like how has that kind of shifted your gears? Because now you're having like a window into like, Cause it's like almost a, it's a mirror reflecting back to you. It is. Yeah. So then you're like, oh my gosh, like I have this in, cause we share more than we, anything else. Like we all share a common thing. Like, yeah. so like, it's only, we're only a mirror of each other. So when you see it in someone else, you're like, oh my God, I see it in me too. And like, how does that make you kind of be like, oh, there's like, it's almost like putting a little flag on it and being like, oh, there's a little something I need to like look at in myself. Like, yeah. how has that happened with you? And like I, what ways? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the biggest ways is I catch myself talking to myself in such different ways than I talk to my clients, you know, and it's... Because you're like their hype woman and I'm cheerleader. I'm total hype woman. And I mean it. I believe yeah. it. Like, I actually You're really like authentically doing it. Yeah. And then I come home and, you know, it's like, whatever. I see my wrinkles or like my little, you know, eh, flabby tummy from four kids or, you know, just whatever. And I'm like hard on myself and I'm like... I catch myself, I think, more and more, and I'm learning that more and more, um, especially, I, you know, I had an eating disorder 20 years ago, and I, I thought I was healed from it, and I think that's probably the biggest piece that's come up in doing boudoir is like, oh, I'm not actually fully healed from it. I've just been chasing it away. Mm-hmm. I've been chasing, like, you know, looking a certain way or feeling good enough about myself that I don't have to think those dark thoughts. And so I think, yeah, absolutely what you said. It's like it held up a mirror to myself to realize Maybe I still need to work on that, and maybe that's okay. Well, yeah, of course it's okay. It just is what it is. I mean, you can't yeah. push it away. You have to acknowledge it. Of course. Yeah. So, like, do you have a daily spiritual practice? Like, what's your, like, your daily routine to kind of, like, reset yourself? You well, know? to reset myself, I have to do sometimes when I'm spinning in the middle of the day. But you mean to, like, ground myself yeah. first thing in the morning? So, first thing in the morning, I have a little meditation center I built in the corner of my bedroom. And I just sit on the carpet and I journal if I feel like I need to journal. I meditate. 
I just kind of think through my day. I have affirmations listed on my wall in my bedroom. I'm like, my wall in my bedroom is like a real life Pinterest board. It's like, it's like magazine articles and like pictures I want to copy for a boudoir. And it's just like all this fun random stuff. And so I have daily affirmations on there. I have some of the energy work I've done on there to remind myself. I have literally a list of like, who am I? Because I, I, I joke that I suffer from, like, daily amnesia. It's like I wake up every day and I'm like, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? Oh, my God. I think everyone is. Do you think so? Well, yeah. And we yeah. Are even, I always – so I have, like, those affirmation things, like, cards. And I love them. And I you stick them on your – you stick them on the shower. Oh, they're, yeah. And they're so in the shower. I, yeah. I've seen them. They're really cute. Yeah. So, like, I read them. And one day I was, like, reading them. I'm like, this is ridiculous <laughs> that I have to reread these things about myself which I already know are true. But the fact that we have to remind ourselves of affirmations of like, you are beautiful. You are worthy. (laughs) I am Like, like that's crazy to me that like, like society, like society has like pushed that a part of us. Like, it's like literally ripped us apart. Like our wholeness is like, I am whole. But now I have to read an affirmation telling me that I am whole whole. to remind me of who I am, which is, that's just wild to me. It is, it is completely wild and upside down. But when you think about it, how many messages do you take in a day that tell you the opposite? Oh, subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, if you really break it down, every single weight, um, advertisement you see on Instagram, every single time I see a person with a perfect complexion and like big juicy lips, I'm like, (laughs) Oh, maybe I should look more like that. Some part of me, I think subconsciously soaks that in to an extent. So, and then, and then there's being in toxic relationships and all this, and I mean, you can go as deep as you want with that. And I've been through all of it. And so then to think that like reading a simple paper, I mean, it's like, we have to retrain our brains and our bodies. What's actually true. And it, it is backwards and crazy, but it's like, this is the society that we live in. And we live in Orange County of all places. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really beautiful people here. Yeah. You know what's so funny as I'm in Box House and I, I haven't been there in so long and like I got sick and I didn't work out for a week, you know, and like and it was the holidays and I was just like living off cookies and carbs, you know, and sugar, yeah. like delicious. I like life. literally was living my best life, but I walked in and I saw all these girls that were like in super big shape and I was, I caught myself being like catching I think that's the biggest thing is like cashing the judgment before it you complete the sentence. Yeah. Like I was like, uh, and then I was like, no. I am amazing, and I'm having. I had a moment. It's okay. Like we're all and gonna did get the cookies back. Taste good. Oh yeah, and I enjoyed every second. Delicious. So it was worth it, and I got to hang out with my friends, and I got to enjoy those dinners and stuff. Yeah. And so being, but being able to see it and catch it, that was where I was like, this shit doesn't really work. It just is crazy to me that we have to remind ourselves all the time, but it's yeah. totally worth the effort of like putting in the time to like write down your affirmations, go through them. Yeah. Because you do have daily amnesia, but it's like. I, totally. I, yeah. And I'm like four years into doing all this stuff and I still was like, Ugh. and then I was like, oh, I'm going to put that. Nope. That is not me. That is not who I am. But to catch like where your old patterns are, it's like. Man, we are so mean to ourselves. We are so mean to ourselves. <laughs> I would never say that to any of my friends. I would never. I would die. I wouldn't even think it to another. Like, I'm so loving and open of other people. Like, I just think other people are beautiful. I and mean, then it's like, why do and I then, look at And then you just rip yourself apart. Sometimes I do, but it's, you know, I am getting better. And I think it, that that's all I can ask for. It's yeah. like you said, you catch yourself earlier and maybe more often and we keep putting the, like all those good things into our body 
careful of our consumption. Yeah. Really of social media. I'm more concerned about that with women than what they consume food wise. I mean, I think it's, it's great, but it's dangerous. I think it's wherever you spend a lot of time. I mean, you have to look at where, what you value is what you spend a tremendous amount of time on. And if you're just sitting on Instagram for 18 hours looking at, (laughs) you know, like every model on there, I mean, that is what you're consuming. And like your negative self-talk has like, or comparison talk has been going on for 18 hours. Yeah. Like that can't be healthy for you. No. You know, so it's like being mindful of like where you spend your time and energy, you know, like, but since you're a mom and you're also raising girls, mm-hmm. how has that ch- like flip and switch for you? Yeah. And like how you're raising them because like obviously we have all these like, you know, they're like starting off with a blank slate. We have like all these like life things that have happened to us and we're trying to like deprogram and our subconscious minds of our traumas. Yeah. But you have kids, so you're like, okay, well, how do I raise them so they do feel embodied and, and empowered? Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could. I wish I could put them in a bubble and protect them from all of it. I really do, but that's not reality. I have three little girls. They're five, eight. They're almost six, eight, ten. And so I just was really, really conscious to rewrite that story for them. So one example is when I was little, I can remember my mom being in like her big master bathroom getting ready for work and just not liking herself like just her energy her huffs and puffs like the way she was putting on her clothes like she just didn't seem like she sat well in her own body and I started I'm not blaming this on her at all but I started struggling with my own body image at eight years old and I started hating myself because my older sister was skinnier and taller than me I mean she was older than me of course she was taller than me like it's so yeah but when you're eight you don't rationalize why no you don't rationalize why she just had like a different body type than me and I was like a chubby little kid and so I I did I started hating myself from such a young age and so I was just so conscious to not bring that story to my girls so I just started I was like fake it till you make it man like I would be in the bathroom just like oh I'm so pretty and like I'm putting makeup on but I don't need to I'm just doing it because you know sometimes it makes your like your eyes brighter like your cheekbones and they just like smile and come over to me and just because they're such mimickers little kids are such mimickers and then I have this song I started singing with them from the time they were toddlers. Like, I'm in my bikini and, oh, I'm feeling dreamy, you know? (laughs) And, like, just so they do it. They put on their bikinis and they sing the song and they dance around the house with me and then we go to the beach. And I sing it, too, and I dance in it. So I think it's just you have to embody it yourself for your children to have any chance of doing it. And, I mean, yes, I do embody it. I have made massive progress. I'm not truly faking it. I mean, sometimes I do fake it, but... They know that's how I feel. And we have dance parties all the time. And we just, I, I, I am in my body, like, okay with my body. And they see that. And they see me smiling. They see me naked. They see me dancing. And I think that that's honestly the best chance I have of giving them the ability to feel good in their own skin is yeah. doing it myself. And how has it changed, like, after you, because you went through a gnarly divorce. And that was, like, not a good situation. And then you got into, like, self-care more so, like, you started getting to energy work and... Well, I I was suffering from an autoimmune disease to the point that I couldn't get out of bed. So when I got divorced, and it was the stress, I think, at the end of the day that, like, took me down to that level. So, yeah, the first step was I started seeing a holistic nutritionist because no one could help me. I saw doctors for two years, rheumatologists, and they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. You have this, 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 but we don't know how to help you. 
And they're like, basically, at the end of the day, kind of just told me you have chronic pain syndrome. So, like, <laughs> you're like, luck. oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? I have four kids and I'm getting divorced and I have to provide for myself and I can barely work. So, that was rough. But I started seeing a nutritionist that finally kind of gave me answers and supplements and helped me, like, get rid of parasites and just random things that were taking over my system. And then from there, started doing yoga again and really, like, falling in love with that and crying out deep traumas from my body in the middle of yoga, which I didn't even know was a thing, which was really cool. And then that led me to study yoga and become a certified yoga teacher. And then that led me to study energy work. Um, Because I was like, okay, if traumas can really be stuck in our body, I want to know how and how to get them out. Mm -hmm. So then I became a certified emotion code energy worker, which is just releasing trapped traumas from the body. Had like a massive upshifting, like of releasing PTSD, which was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And then, yeah, figuring out how to like recover from a very toxic negative relationship that I really got stuck in when I was 17. So it was all I knew. And then we got married so young, and then we just had babies. And, I mean, it was like I couldn't see the forest from the trees, really, until I had some people that were very loving and concerned about me be like, we don't know that you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it took a lot for me to see it for what it was, and it took a lot for me to walk away because I had four babies. I wasn't going to do that lightly. Yeah. So it was years of me trying to solve that, and I couldn't, and then – at the end of the day, I had to say, okay, enough is enough. Like, if there's no change and there's no therapy and there's nothing that's going to be different, then I call it. Like, I call yeah. it. I'm done. I have to forge my new path. It sounds like you were, like, very proactive about your own well-being and, like, seeking those things. Like, you weren't going to be a victim of the circumstances. Like, you empowered yourself. Like, you went into, like, I have this thing with me. I'm going to look for, you know, like, you started off with doctors and then you started, you know, like – you obviously had to go to a nutritionist and follow a plan. Oh, yeah. And it cost thousands and thousands Yeah, that's of what I'm saying. Like, you were a proactive <laughs> yeah. participant yeah. in your life. And you, like, made it happen because you you did it, you know? Like, you healed yourself. But you put in the work to do it. That, like, that's huge. You know, that kind of gives me chills. I'm not sure that I really thought about it that way. But I do remember sitting down after the divorce in absolute tears with all the children sleeping. I had a baby that wasn't even one yet when I got divorced. I mean, it was bananas. And I just remember sitting there being like, I refuse to be a broke, sad, single mom. That is not going to be my story. And I just, I freaking just clawed my way out. I just clawed my way out. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. And that's what I, I, I am now. Yeah. And I think I'm realizing. Look at how much work that is. There's so many people that just want to sit back and just be a victim and be like, well, they he did this to me. Well, girl, where are you going to pick up? It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. Where are you going to pick up your, like, you dug a hole, but it took two shovels. So, like, when are you going to take claim your shovel? Yeah, we do. We have to take responsibility or nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. So, like, after doing all of that, like, obviously your parenting, like, you knew that you were going to raise your daughters differently at the mm-hmm. very beginning with your mom and how you grew up. But now that you're even more empowered and more centered, like, you're obviously, like, you know, practicing yoga in front of your daughters. You're practicing more mm-hmm. meditation. And so how have you seen them adjusting to that? Have you seen them, like, picking up some of those habits? Like, yes, and it's the cutest thing. I mean, they ask me, they're like, Mommy, let's go do yoga on the patio. Or 
You know, I will cry in front of my kids. I, I believe in, like, just letting the emotion flow through. And sometimes I'll be in the kitchen, like, having a glass of wine, cooking dinner, and I'm really sad about something, so I'll just start crying. And they'll come find me, and they'll look at me, and they're like, Mommy, you have tears in your eyes. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, do you want a hug? Hugs makes us, makes us feel better, like, because that's what I tell them. And I'm like, yeah, sure, give me a hug. And they're like, but I always, I always am careful to not put it on them. I'm like, no, Mommy's just sad about something. It's nothing to do with you. I love you. Thank you for the hug. And then they just kind of like feel better because they hug me and they can like run around and go play. And, you know, they'll be like, mommy, do you want me to light some incense for you? And I'm like, yeah. Or they'll come lay down on the rug in my meditation center and be like, just lay in there and start playing with the crystals and like lighting incense. And I think it's the cutest thing. And I'll go in there and lay next to them. I love and that. We'll just cuddle for five minutes. And, you know, I just think it's about being authentic with them at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like, I tried to to shelter them from as much as I could of the divorce and everything, but, I mean, kids see the truth, and they know the truth, and, and it's like, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to lie to them, because then they wouldn't trust me. Yeah. And so I realized, just tell them the least amount that's age appropriate that they can digest and understand, and the rest you just, you just let it be. And I, I never talk badly about him to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't believe in that. I don't respect people that do it. I don't think it's nice. I don't think it's necessary. No. He and I, you know, created our own animal that we had to deal with. And but that's not their problem. Yeah. And it shouldn't ever be their problem. I think it's huge that you even admitting, like, because I feel like, uh, I mean, as a hairdresser, this happens to me all the time. And oh, like, people dump on you, right? Hair yes, therapists. and I get so much stuff dumped on me. And that's why I went into being, becoming a spiritual psychologist because I, I don't want to just transform you and make you feel good on the outside. I want you to know it on the inside mm-hmm. and to be able to, like, be able to be a practitioner of that, not only just embodying it in myself, but, like, having that for other people, but being able to be held accountable that, like, what you like when you're crying like I remember when my dad died where mm-hmm. I would have to tell people like hey I'm in a funk today you know and with new clients I would like literally be super vulnerable be like hey my dad just passed away mm-hmm. I'm kind of in a funk I'm good to cut hair it has nothing to do with you and to be able to give that permission of myself to be like I don't have to just slap on this like yeah happy face and then I'm struggling the whole time and like fucking falling apart but being able to be like I own this and letting those emotions pass and just being like, Hey, I'm having an off day. Nothing to do with you. Isn't and people, nice? yeah. Just and to then permission to yeah. yourself and then, and also to them. Yeah. Because then when they're having an off day at like work or something and they're coming in to get their hair done and they're like, you know, you have no idea what's going on in anyone's no. lives. Right. So they come in and then you're like, Oh my God, you didn't like your hair. And it's like, no, they just got <laughs> terrible news or maybe they're just in a funk or they need to eat dinner or something. But yeah, by me hungry, being able, sleep well. yeah. <laughs> but by me being able to be like, hey, I'm vulnerable and transparent. Like I'm having an off day. I love you. Nothing to do with you. So if yeah. I feel a little weird, that's it. And then being like, okay, cool. It gives them permission to be like, hey, I'm having an off day. I love my hair. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. I like you. I'm just dealing with whatever it is. You know, I remember we went through this early on, and I knew that I could trust you in that way because that very first photo job we did you didn't look at the pictures right away and then you didn't post any. And I was like, Hey, I just want to make sure that you're I know. cool with like that job because I know we're trading services and I don't want you to not be happy. Like, Oh, it wasn't. Know? And it had and nothing like, to do no, with no, you. No, I was like bloated that day or whatever. You just had that like, Oh my God. That's when I went and got a cup. This is just a side note. <laughs> you if don't you, have to talk about it. That's no, I'll, I'll talk about it. But 
if you go and get a photo shoot done and you want to look skinny or like thinner or whatever, it's just like whatever, you want to feel more in your body. Uh, don't get a colonic the day that you do it because I was so full of water and like I was the puffiest I've, but the next day I looked fabulous. Great, you said, Which yeah. I was like, oh man, that was a terrible day to Yeah, but then go. you told me, you're like, no, 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 I had just yeah, had a colonic and I just felt so puffy. It, I didn't feel like myself. I don't feel like I look myself. And I was like, oh. And I also couldn't move that well because I was like you just were full of water. <sighs> yeah, I was just so full. Like a water balloon. Yeah, like so even with people's hair, like I have really realized that like, hey, you may not like your hair by all means. I want you to love it. But like mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't like your face. And like, and that's okay too. <laughs> like, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like we all just have funky days. Like we yeah. just feel off. But like. Be able to be mindful of, like, the why you're feeling that way, mm-hmm. but feel it. Like, you know, like, you probably knew why you were sad about whatever it was. Yeah. But you don't need to tell kids about it. No, no, no. But you need to let the emotions go. You need to let it go. And yeah. that gives your daughters permission and to your son and to cry. just be like, hey, I'm just having an, a weird day. Yeah. And just to let it pass because the more you, like, try to, like, stuff it away, that's now you're putting so much energy into stuffing it away Yes. That it's going to erupt a week later, which is Absolutely. crazy. Why live in? Why live and suffer for a week? I think that's why a lot of moms tend to like scream and yell at their kids because they're like that's their outleash onto. Which, listen, we've all been there. There's zero judgment, but I think when you try and hold it all inside and just pretend like everything's okay all the time, and then your sweet daughter comes up and is like, "Hey, mom, want to see my dance move?" And you're like, ah, "I'm cooking dinner," or like whatever, <laughs> you know? Because like I feel like I've made so much progress on that. Because this morning. Lily came in, and I was, like, trying to do nine things at once, right? And just, like, blah, 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 blah. And so then she came in, and she's like, hey, Mom, I, I figured out this new way to twirl that's so much cooler. And this is literally the stuff she tells me. And I'm like, awesome. I would love to see that. And she's like, can you look right now? And I was like, you know what? Mom is really stressed. I'm trying to do nine things right now. Can I look later? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, fine. And she just, like, danced away. Because they're used to me being like, look, children, you don't rule the world. Like, I don't agree with that type of parenting where, like, children are the center and just – Everything they need all the time is always precedent. I'm like, I'm a human too. I'm also teaching them that I am a human. So if I'm teaching them not to take care of me because I'm their mother, but like just to understand that there's other people that exist in the world around you, I think parents are a huge part in being able to teach that to their kids. Well, that's even like in work world, like working in offices to not just be this like, yes, yes. And then you're all like, no, you're like, I would love to hear that project proposal. Awesome. Uh-huh. But just not at this moment. It's just setting boundaries. It's yeah. Just and then people would be like, cool. They wouldn't be like, oh, I think she, I think she hates me or well, something. No, some I'm going to get fired. There's some. Well, some people just, just can't accept boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Dysregulated adults that still act like children. Sure. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what I used to say during the divorce too was like, children, how many are there of you? And they'd be like, four. They'd be like, how many is there of me? Like, one, there's one mommy. I'm like, okay. So you all need to wait your turn. Like, whatever you're all asking for, whether it be dinner or playtime or whatever, like, give me a minute. And they're used to me, too, being like, mommy needs a timeout. I started that during COVID. I was like, mommy needs a timeout. Like, and so I'd go walk around the block, and they would stay at home, or I'd go in my bedroom and shut the door. I'm like, you are not allowed to come in for 20 minutes. Like, you want a nice, healthy mother? I need to reset myself. Well, yeah. You can't and pour into a... If you have are an empty vessel, you can't pour out anything into anyone else. No, because you can't. you're empty. No, you can't. But I feel like the weight of the world is on mom's shoulders and we're supposed to solve all the problems and feed all the organic foods and do 
all the things for all of the people. And then it's like, oh my God, how is there enough time and well, energy? Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I am so blessed that I have so many amazing girlfriends like you because I feel like I'm like, I have to have three hours in the morning <laughs> to myself. I can't imagine what it's like for all of you guys, but we're also these like boss babes that have all created these amazing career paths for ourselves mm -hmm. and creative ways of expression that we get to have literally everything we want because we we've created it. Like the abundance, the space that you need, yeah. like the way that you can like pour into other women. And then after those photo shoots, you're probably energized and not like, oh my God, I can't show up for my kids. You're like, oh, I am. I'm so pumped up after yeah. boudoir. I'm like on fire. Like I have so much energy that whole night. And that's the opposite of how I used to be at a wedding. I mean, granted, boudoir is <laughs> with hours, but you know, it's just, I'm so pumped up. I'm all like, let's love everybody. <laughs> I know. And so, so Megan actually rents my house mm -hmm. occasionally for photo shoots. And I most do. of the time when I'm out of town in Nashville, she uses my home. But I have walked in on your stuff. Well, I mean, I've obviously had sessions with you, but like we're girlfriends. So like, yeah. but I've walked in on sessions where yeah. like you're wrapping it up and the women are just like, they are, I don't know what the energy and the like, they are pumped up on they do, life. Right? They and have you, like a sparkle in their eye. And you have people that are look so different. Like yeah. everyone is their own body shape and size and you don't have to wait until you're like, well, I can't do it because I'm not, I don't have a six pack or I'm not a double zero or, you know, I'm a size Ew. 16. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also Megan doesn't let me uh, photo edit anything. No, I, I do not. <laughs> I know you want to, I know. I don't let you. I know. <laughs> I'm like, come on, just like a little. You're like, nope, that doesn't look I mean, like you. Okay, look, I do lighting and angles to hook a girl up, and then I do, like, skin softening. Because, I mean, heart, lighting is harsh. Yeah. So lighting is going to show, like, every freckle, every wrinkle. So, no, we soften that a little bit. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to, no, people ask me, do you down I'm like, no. No, I'm not going to make you skinnier. Go find somebody else. You're like, there's a lot of apps out there. You can go. There's a lot of apps. And most Photoshop. of them are free. Yeah, go Photoshop yourself. I just you're don't not believe in that. To. I don't like that message. And I'm standing strong on that, be I think, because of my daughters. I think that is a really pl good place to be, to be honest. Like, I inside want to be like, no. But, like. I, I'm tempted with it on myself all the time. Yeah. The stuff I post on social media. Because I'm like, am I really going to do this with no filter? Am I really going to do this with my morning hair? But I'm like, yes, I am. Because. Well, if you follow either of us, we post most of our stuff, stuff in, in the, the morning, morning, before we work out or after, and that and there's I, no makeup. There's I don't no know nothing. who you know that looks awesome at either of those moments. I mean, we look awesome because we love it, like ourselves. Yeah, sure. But like slapping all those, I'm really trying. This is my year of like not putting Instagram filters on my story. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. I like this. I like this news that I'm hearing. Okay, mm -hmm. then I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Because I think it's wild. They're wild out They're there. They're wild. They're getting out of control. There's like one thing like where you put like, I'll put like fake eyelashes on my pictures or whatever because like it looks like I have no eyelashes, you know, because mm -hmm. everyone's got like eyelash extensions Well, that's now. the thing with but the eyelash extensions. The, it makes regular lashes look like nothing. I know. But like <laughs> that's the thing. Like I'll do that. But to these filters now, like where they literally make you augment your face so much, I'm like, my lips... Well, I don't look like that at all. Like, start... my whole face doesn't look like that. Yes, it looks beautiful, but it's like, I don't look like that. Like, that's crazy to be like, I have to put this filter on so I look like this, but I don't look like this but at I all. Don't... So, like, if you see me on the street, are you going to wonder if it's your si is it, if it's my sister or if it's me? Or like, ugh, you know? Like... Well, even if you said, ugh, I'd be like, ugh. I mean, I just, I, I think wanna... it's just gotten wild. And, like, to normalize it is crazy. 
to normalize it now is a crazy thing to do. So that makes me want to do it more because I like going against the grain. <laughs> so I'm like, everyone's going to put yeah. filters on and fake eyelashes. I'm going to keep my real lashes and I'm going to yeah. be filter free. And it's kind of refreshing when well, you find someone on social media that is just a normal doesn't person. doesn't have these crazy <laughs> filters on. it kind of refreshing? Doesn't it make you take a deep breath even if it's subconsciously? Well, it's still like it goes back to the same thing of being able to own your space of being like, hey, I can't show up fully for you right now. Can you give me some time or it has nothing to do with you? It's still... It's, it's giving permission to be like, this is authentically who I am, uh-huh. and you're allowed to show up authentically how you are as yes. well, and I accept you, and you accept me. I mean, it's giving permission to other women, like, by not using all these, like, crazy filters to be like, I'm giving you permission that you can show up this way, and you don't have to look perfect all the time. Yeah. I mean, we used to just have to worry, like, when I was a teenager, about the magazines, at the checkout stand, right? And yeah. Like all the Photoshop women and everything's like all perfect lighting and makeup and hair and tanned and toned. And now it's just like in our faces all the time on our phone. And it's so easy to access. It's so easy to access it. But, and, and, and I, it, it does look better. Listen, I, it does look better. Like I'll put a little brightening filter and I'm like, oh, my skin looks shiny. But, but it's like at the end of the day, I don't like that message for my girls. And I think that's the main reason I try to stand against it. Because I still feel tempted as a woman in her 30s in Orange County, but it's like, no, I don't want my girls eventually when they see my stuff or whatever, whoever's stuff to be like, that's not how my mom looks. Well, and that know? comes back to like what Nectar Embodied is. It's what embodying. do I stand for? Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like it feels, it feels against what I stand for, even though it would be more convenient and probably look a little shiny and shinier and sparklier. <laughs> so where do you kind of foresee like Nectar Embodied ending up? Like what, like... If when you close your eyes and you like imagine like what is it that you're the change that you're making in the world, what does that look like? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, when I think about the biggest ripple I want to have, it's I think it's this crazy concept of women just stopping. Like we stop thinking about how we look. We just fucking show up. So like men, like men are allowed to do. You know, men are just allowed to show up places. They don't have to stop and think about what they're wearing, how much makeup, any makeup, how their hair is, if their gray hair is showing, do they have wrinkles? None of it matters for men. Men get more attractive when they have gray hair, which is completely unfair. So I think this radical concept of just rippling out, just show up. Just show up anyway. Show up scared. Show up anxious. Show up emotional. Show up on your period. Show up however you are in whatever form of your cycle and body and skin and age and just do it anyway, whatever that is, loving your kids, loving your lover, your neighbors, your friends, your job, your career. I mean, I like looking nice and I love fashion and I think that that's super fun as a woman. We get to dress ourselves up. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'll continue to do that till the day I die. But just the concept that I don't have to look and be and feel and sound a certain way to be good enough. Yeah. Like, you're doing it for you because you find joy in it, not because you have to. Because, yeah, because I want the experience of it. Yeah, like, right? we like dressing up and dressing fun. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I always tell people, I'm like, try it. If you love blue eyeliner, try it for a day. Try it. And yeah. if you and go 12 hours and if you're like, I don't like this, well, you know what? Tomorrow, you can throw that blue eyeliner away or you can give it away to someone because it's not your thing. But at least you tried it to say, I don't like it. Like, I always say, like, fail quickly, you know, like, at least try. Oh, I love that phrase. You brought that to me a couple yeah, months ago. Yeah, like, fail quickly. Fail quickly. Stop Because waiting. just try, because if you are going, like, oh, I can't do that, like, boudoir, try it. Try a session. 
But like, you know, and see if you love it. And if you don't, hey, don't you don't you have, have to do it again. Do it again. But, but if it was some bomb ass pictures yeah. that you do. But if you find it to be fun, awesome. Yeah. Like how much I mean, that's just even more empowering for you because you can con like have a very concrete way of saying, I like this or I don't, because you actually did it and you actually showed up for yourself. Yeah. Because you actually did. Yeah. So you can be like, I did do a boudoir shoot. I think it's super empowering to be honest. Like I may have an OnlyFans or whatever, but I think for women, I think every single woman should do a boudoir shoot just because to just prove it to themselves. You don't have to show it to anyone. You don't have to do anything. Like obviously go to a trusted photographer. Like I'm going to say that. Yeah. Go to a trusted photographer that is. Go to is, someone that's got your back and yeah. going to take care of you. Yeah. And I would kind of like almost lean towards like, this might sound sexist, but. Women. Going to a female photographer because it's not going to be creepy or anything like that. Like you're going to a trusted. Yes, you're going to a trusted person. Obviously, you can find people on Instagram. You can go to Nectar Embodied Mm -hmm. um, because obviously people can fly and see you. But but just doing a session, I mean, and just being like, I'm going to do this for myself, even if it's just to test your limitations or whatever. I think it is so so empowering like it, really it makes is. you feel so like i can take on the world like you can do anything yeah. if you can be vulnerable in that way like and the other thing is is like most moms you guys have all been naked <laughs> you had to like birth a baby out of your vagina like that's cr- you were also probably naked when you had sex to get pregnant yeah like, just a guess that's what i'm saying like i mean but i'm saying for strangers seeing your body well you had a dog you had a lot of strangers oh, seeing your body yeah there's all bets are off man when you have a baby that's There's strangers grabbing your boobs, helping you nurse, shoving that nipple in the kid's mouth. That's what I'm saying. That's so like looking at your hoo ha, every yeah, just, yeah. So, let's so check so, how dilated so you are to, yeah. to look hot, <laughs> you know, like to like you know really step into your own power and be able to like be like I'm naked, but this is like my choice and like or you know. See, that's the thing is it does it takes your power back, and especially for anybody that's been taken from in that space from like a partner or. I mean, God forbid, a stranger, anybody, like, it does. Because you're like, this is me. This and is you're in control. Body. And you're in control the whole time. I make suggestions, but I'm not, you know, I'm not even touching you if you don't want to be touched. It's just like, you're just, I'm just going to teach you You're making you suggestions on, like, to how to move your body and, like, adjust it a little bit so it looks, mm-hmm. you know, like the photo photograph looks good just so it's better angle. You, that's why you hire a photographer <laughs> yeah you don't hire a photographer that doesn't know lighting or angles because that's not a real photographer <laughs> don't that's don't. just a creepy man on craigslist <laughs> and also probably don't go on craigslist <laughs> wanted section for a photographer oh man i'm just so excited for you in this year i feel like i'm excited for everyone but i just feel like all of our businesses like we all Especially in California, like, we were in COVID a lot longer than a lot of people. Oh, yeah, and, like, we to be able to, like, be like, I'm going to fully embrace exactly what I'm putting out into the world. And, like, you're offering a service to women. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're serving them yeah. in a way so that they can connect with themselves, which is huge. Which means, ultimately, you'll connect more with yourself through serving other people. Yeah, that's the biggest blessing is giving back. That's why you're so energized after you do it. Yeah, true, right? a huge blessing yeah so you guys got to follow her on instagram she is truly amazing and an amazing amazing human being and if you love this please rate it send it with a friend to a friend screenshot it tag us you can also dm us we're very open to being you know contacted DMs. yeah yeah i like how i slid into her dms <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved um, it slide into her dms and let us know like what 
like if you want a confidence boost of the day, I guarantee we can send you a good one. That's right. Both <laughs> if of you're us. feeling down. So thanks. Have a great day, guys. Love you. Bye. So here's a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, so if you know me, you know how much I love electrolytes and I really believe in hydration because most of the time when we think that we're hungry, we're actually not. We're just extremely dehydrated. So I try to focus most of my energy on just being as hydrated as possible and I'm able to achieve that with RF Supplements Electrolyte Powder. So I'm so excited to partner up with them. I love their whole product line from their liquid fat burners to their protein powder, which is delicious, as well as their sleep aid tablets and their pre-work out which doesn't make me feel like I'm going crazy so you can purchase any of these online follow them on Instagram at rf underscore sups s-u-p-p-s and use rfs conway at checkout for a discount this is your affirmation for the day I am persistent deep breath in through your nose fill up your belly and audible exhale through your mouth I deserve to have the amount of money I desire. With every inhale, I am attracting wealth and prosperity. With every exhale, I let go of all the things stopping me from achieving my goals. I have faith in divine time and divine reasoning. I have special skills that help me become wealthy. People respect my abilities to make an enormous amount of money. I want to change and here it is. I am watching my goals manifest in front of me. I am the creator. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review, screenshot, tag, and share on social media. I'd love to be friends, so follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Cassie Conway is Rad and at Grieving with Gratitude Podcast. Go out today and take your power back and consciously create the life you desire, knowing you are so fucking loved and divinely perfect.